Bite-Size Insights with Kantar Australia. So Mark, thanks for joining me for this edition of Bite-Sized Insights. We're here today to talk about the Kantar Ad Reaction 2019 report. Um, it had some pretty interesting findings, some stuff that we haven't seen uh, in the industry before, um, putting some numbers to some pretty difficult topics, for example, gender. Uh, one of the uh, stats that stood out to me, Mark, was uh, it suggested, it, it found that male-skewed global brands are valued at $9 billion less on average than gender balanced brands. Can you explain a little bit more about that and what that means? That number and that data comes from our uh, Global Brand Z uh, brand equity valuation tool. Um, so what we did is we looked at the, the brands that come up within that Brand Z reporting uh, on a global scale and we segmented them into ones that have a skew towards equity towards females or a skew towards equity towards males. And we looked at the valuations of those different types of brands and looked at the comparison. That's where that $9 billion came from. Yeah. When you say that a brand is male-skewed or female-skewed, what, what does that really mean? And what are the implications of that, potentially? Yeah, well, I guess it's more around who, what are people thinking about that brand? What is, where does it sit in their minds? How engaged are they with that brand is where that sort of equity score comes from, which ultimately translates into whether they're likely to purchase it, whether they're likely to stick with it in the long term, that type of thing, right? So I guess that's kind of the key factor around that is understanding that. And if you're skewing that and excluding part of your potential audience, then that's going to affect the market share you can get and the valuation you can get in terms of your, your growth and your sales. Mm. Um, do you know what the Australian market looks like in comparison to that? You know, are we seeing the same sort of deficits for male-skewed brands in, in Australia? Uh, I don't have a number uh, for Australia off the top of my head, but we see the same sort of thing. Um, we see that in the way brands portray, but we also see that in terms of the, um, the way equity sits amongst different brands. The report analysis also showed that 83% of APAC marketers think that they're doing a good job of portraying and communicating to men and women. Yet 60% of APAC consumers feel that advertising reinforces harmful gender stereotypes. Why do you think there's such a disconnect? And what can marketers do about it? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's really interesting that there is such a disconnect for a start. Um, I think when you're in in the marketing role, you look at where your brand sits and how that plays around. Um, there's a bit of history that sits there and you end up in just thinking about your own little little world a little bit, right? So I think marketers are doing a great job at trying to move the barrier and we've seen that we've come a long way in terms of gender portrayal over the many, many years of marketing. But society is moving quite quickly at the moment in terms of the portrayal of women and where that sits. And so it's a lot harder for a marketer to keep that pace and to make that jump because how do you transition your brand there? So I think that becomes a real challenge um, in the industry for marketers and how they represent their brands. Um, but we are seeing the industry as a whole really trying to um, address the situation and become much more gender balanced um, and remove a whole lot of stereotypes and that sort of thing that are portrayed out there in the marketplace. So I think the first thing for marketers is awareness, just realising that what we're currently doing quite likely has some stereotypes sitting within it 
and sometimes people aren't even aware of that portrayal um, in comparison to society. So it's, it's, it's organisations like that, the Unstereotype Alliance over in the UK, uh, the WFA have put out some gender guidelines, uh, the WANA in Australia have also amended their gender stereotyping guidelines to sort of give marketers a bit of support and, and some guidelines about how they should operate and what they should be thinking about um, when looking at how they uh, represent women and men in the marketplace uh, and how that plays out. I also understand that in 2018, global online ads generated 28% less brand impact with women compared to men, the, the ad reaction report said. Yep. Again, what, why might that be and what could advertisers do differently as a result perhaps? Yeah, well, I think there's probably a range of reasons uh, why that could be. I think um, we'd start with avoiding gender stereotypes, um, I think is the first sort of thing. So. Um, we typically have, uh, I don't know, the, the housewife mother or the, um, I guess, incapable dad and, and that sort of thing and, and certain roles that people play in there. So I think we've got to be really avoid those and move away from those. I mean, I think the industry's done a pretty good job of moving away from those. We're starting to not see that as much anymore, but uh, there's still ways to go. If you stereotype towards males, it can actually sort of move females more away from the brand and have them less likely to engage with the brand. Whereas if you go slightly the other way and um, put a bit more of a female skew in there, you don't lose the males along the way. So I think there's a really important lesson to think about within that. I think it goes further than that though. It goes into how you target your advertising as well. We, we have gender stereotyping, not just in the portrayal of females, but in the targeting of, uh, we, we have household products that get advertised to females and we have automotive and, and car products that are uh, advertised to males. And, and a good one for us, we did the Winning With Women um, series last year where we looked at the financial services industry and, and what the implications are. And the, a lot of the advertising and the brands are focused towards men, but females are very big decision makers in that category and so moving that a little bit away and thinking about well actually you know what if I'm just talking to men I'm missing a big chunk of my decision making market and that's where that value mm. uh, difference comes from so challenging some of that targeting and asking is it end user is it purchaser is it you know somebody involved in the decision making so it's avoiding targeting stereotypes as much as it is portrayal stereotypes um, and we see that we see um, a lot of brands are targeted to, um, to men when actually females are at least 50% of the purchases out there in the category, yeah. etc. So the other thing to keep in mind is the way that um, women consume media as well. Um, because in, at certain times they do consume differently. Um, so we tend to find that they prefer shorter formats of video. All right, whereas males are happier with longer formats of video. Um, we find that they skip a little bit more in terms of the advertising, that sort of thing. Um, we know that uh, females are more negative towards ad formats in the digital space where they don't have control of it. So that means non-skippable video. That annoys women more than it does men. That was an interesting, unexpected finding. I mean, I think you know, there's some new indications coming out through this report that haven't been surfaced anywhere else in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've got to be careful as well in just generalising the outtakes of those because clearly every woman, male person is different in what they do. So we've got to think about that. But it is challenging some of those, well, we'll just do everything the same, is not always the best answer. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for this. Uh, this is just our, our little edition of Bite Size Insights. Thanks. Thank you.